you've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a psychologist, sex, and intimacy coach who has been working with people for uh, 33 years now to help them create and maintain incredible relationships with sizzling sex without the shame. Each week, we are going through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. And this week, the letter is N, and N is for nuance. So, joining me today is Mrs. Blue Frost. Blue Frost, devoted slave and wife to Mr. Blue, was the 2018 international slave title holder and the 2017 Northeast slave title holder. She's the co-founder and co-visionary of the Leather Houses of Color Coalition and is the mistress of the House of Blue. Together with her master, she received the Pantheon of Leather Award for 2018 Couple of the Year. She serves on the staff of the Master Slave Conference where she first embraced her slave identity and found her power in service. She's been active in her local community for many years as she enjoys sharing life, choices, experiences, and information with others. She routinely speaks at national conferences, special interest groups, and local munches in an effort to help further educate herself and her peers. Her journey has been nothing short of amazing as she travels the country, affirming the validity and successes of living and authority transfer relationship. As an associate member of a larger group of leather families, she's known by many as a friend, life choice coach, mentor, and sister. Mentored by elders in her community, she strives not only to carry the torch to light the path for others, but also to brighten her own personal path to excellence in service. And she is my leather sister. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. I'm so glad to have you back. So decided to do this show because we've ended up talking about this a lot lately. Yes. Which is the fact that it seems that these days there's not a lot of space for nuance. And so we get a lot of very... Uh, polarized views and um, and people seem to be asking for polarized types of advice. Yes. You know, give me the five steps to live. Everything is a number. There's only five steps or 10 steps to this and every situation can be fixed in these five steps. That's right. Not. Not. <laughs> and so, I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a really tough one for me because people get annoyed with me. I'm sure you've experienced this too, continuing to say this, but life is complex yes, and nuanced. So, and I've, I've been very open about saying that though I love social media, I believe that social media is in part responsible for this. Um, I do a lot of TikTok lately. In 60 seconds, it's hard to get nuance across. Absolutely. In this age, even with social media period, there is a, a, a shorter attention span. Uh, than ever before, I believe. And so we want the information fast and we want the information quick. However, when we think about nuances and we think about all of the different people who experience the same types of things in relationship, but not the same life, you know, they don't have the same life. So therefore those answers are going to be nuanced. Yeah. And they, and they, and they always are. So let's talk, um, 
I don't know. Have you seen all the stuff that's been being done about polyamory distinguishing a polycule from, I mean, okay. So the way the trope goes, well, polycules are just fine, but sometimes polycules can be abusive and, you know, sex trafficking and all this sort of stuff. So can anything else. Thank you. Um, so, so this trope is going around because of a particular person that's recently been called out, uh, whose um, victims have been standing up at, at, in public, mm. and there are many of them. Okay. Um, and um, so there's a lot of people doing a lot of um, very intense videos to support these women who stood up, which I'm all for. Are for supporting people in their stories. I like the way you said that. Mm-hmm. I like the way you said that. So, um, and, and I, I should be very clear in public that I've looked at this guy's stuff and I just think it's awful. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I think, you know, his way of being in the world Yuck. Um, you know, his way of putting stuff across. Yuck. I wouldn't go near him with a barge pole. I don't care how um, <laughs> charismatic people think he is, but right. perhaps because I have had my own experiences with charismatic people for whom right. I have fallen, you know, and, and I'm a bit older and a bit wiser. And besides, I wouldn't be his type because I'm too old and not the right shape, you know, but there it is, you know, but that's fine. I'm that's cool with fine. that. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. Um, but But again, there's no nuance. There's no nuance as to how do you tell the difference between someone like him? And we know guys who are uh, larger than life and who collect women. And it's women because that's their gender choice in terms of attraction. Nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Um, But who are, are not abusers, who most definitely um, will develop nuanced relationships with people. And um, for whom consent is key. But the messages of the red flags that are given out in this are all unnuanced. So collecting women. Well, that there's a lot to that, right? Every person who are in poly uh, cues or poly relationships, however they function for them, doesn't necessarily make that a collector of women. Or partners for that for that matter, if we can you can gender it and say that's not doesn't mean that's a collector of partners. That's what a person needs and they feel that they need in their lives to, to sustain what it is that they have. Uh, so again, nuance, right? We don't we don't talk enough about um, things that look the same that aren't. Yes. And that's the that's the thing. That's that's why I wanted to do this show. So, you know, it might look the same. On the surface, right? Right. So if I look on the surface and I look at um, two relationships in which there's a 24-7 power exchange where there are a bunch of subs. Right. And uh, one dom. And it's total total power exchange. So the dominant has control over money and everything, everything, every aspect of life. You can have one of those that functions well perfectly with consent and one of those that looks like this shit show that Correct. is family, right? 
And so then the question is, what are the five things we, you know, what are the five red flags that help us tell the difference? Well, there aren't. But even if it were, you know, five major things to look for, under those five are 15 bullet points each of other things that you should do to help confirm that. So if we look at it in the grand scheme of things as as even with medical professionals and how they come up with diagnoses, you, of course, being a doctor, this is right on your level, right? You don't just say, you can say lots of things have the exact same symptoms, but they are not the same diagnoses. And so I think that's a way to help people understand that, you know, headaches, vomiting and, you know, diarrhea may all, you know, come from this several different. You can have a virus, you can have an infection, you can have cancer and all three of those can have those three symptoms. And um, they're obviously very different things. One's going to pass quickly with no intervention. One, you need a medication and then it'll pass quickly. And the other is life-threatening. Right. So it's the same concept in those places, right? So if you're looking at a red flag, everything, it could be anything from something that is a misunderstanding of partners all the way to something life-threatening. Right. And the nuance tells you the difference in those things. And so what you need if you're going to do nuance is to, to, and we'll do some examples of this, but for what you need if you're going to understand nuance is to have a different way of, uh, a different process of assessment for yourself. And this all falls under what I call risk assessment. And this is what I teach when I teach risk assessment in relationships. And I go back to the same thing. If you are going to, if you're looking to get a job, you risk assess the possibilities Correct. Most people are like, okay, if you're going to go somewhere, let's say you're going to travel somewhere, you risk assess the possibilities. Correct. And that's that's a perfect one with COVID. Okay, with COVID. I'm going to travel. So what's the risk of me getting on a plane to go to America? Right. Right. What, What level of risk? Well, what do we have to know about that first? Okay, one thing is getting on a plane where there's lots of people, even though there's really good filtration systems, it's still recycled air. So right. there's lots right. of people has a, a, a higher risk level than some other things. So there's a higher risk. What could lower that risk? What mitigates that risk? Correct. Right? What mitigates that risk is I've been vaccinated. I have two vaccines already. I've vaccinated right. and within two weeks, I'll have 100% protect, well, not 100%, you know, the most protection the vaccines can give you. Yes, yes. Fine. Okay, so that's going to mitigate that risk. What other risks are there? Well, even under that, there's other things that help mitigate it, right? Now you can wear a double mask, you can wear an N95 mask, you can wear a face shield, you can wear gloves, all of those things are helping to help mitigate a situation, right? So that's the risk assessment of whether you want to do it or not. But then there's another key, you live with a family. So is, that's a different risk assessment than if you live by yourself. Absolutely. Like, our, what happens if I expose them to this? Right. What happens if I get sick? With me and, and with um, my husband, both of us have health conditions that make us highly susceptible. So though we're double vaccinated, that doesn't mean we're going to go around and see everybody now. Because right. if we get sick, it's a much more serious than if somebody else gets sick. Right. So, so that's that, a different, your, your risk, your risk assessment is now different. It's the same risk, 
But the way you assess that risk based off of your health, your husband's health, your family, and where you may be traveling to. So yep. all of those are nuances, people. Those Absolutely. are and a risk assessment help you get to an answer. That's right. And there are steps. We can give you steps on how to risk assess. That right? That's steps. the thing you can learn how to do it. Those are the steps. Not the items are not steps. Correct. Right. That's the thing. The five things to solve this. And it, no, no, no. People often put content in there. Steps. Yes. Steps that you can do in order to make this process easier, but not not content. So we're a couple of minutes from break. Um, we will continue to talk about this when we come back and, and, um, and give you some good examples and give you some risk assessment examples and yes. highlight the nuance of ongoing risk assessment. So we will be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. On Anti-Aging Unraveled, host Dr. Lori Gerber features guests related to the field of integrative medicine and more specifically what she calls deconstructed medicine. Many symptoms that we think of as common and related to the aging process don't have to be issues if you think outside the common treatment processes. You'll learn that integrative medical technology, new innovations, and natural health can combine to help you age gracefully. Anti-Aging Unraveled. Listen Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. This is part two of N is for Nuance, and I'm with my amazing leather sister, Mrs. Blue Frost. 
Um, so before the break, we were saying, we were talking risk assessment. Right, right. And so when folks want the five easy steps, this is where they can find those steps. Not necessarily easy, but they can find those steps under risk assessment. So That's you teach right. a class on this. So what, what, is, what are your, your risk assessments? I do. So I, I teach a four-hour class on this. And I'm, the beginning of the class, we spend talking about what is a risk. Because even that's nuanced, right? Like for some people, um, climbing on a ladder is a risk. Absolutely. For me, I'm clumsy. Go. Yeah, well, I'm clumsy and I'm afraid of heights. So climbing on a ladder is a... Although I did jump out of an airplane, but it's a different thing. Right. Um, Right. So climbing on a ladder is a risk. So there... Okay. So we start with there are things that are objective risks. And there are things that are contextual risks. So if I use the ladder, in theory, anybody can fall off a ladder and injure themselves. So that's actually an objective risk. Right. I might not assess that as a big risk because I, I, I'm comfortable with it or whatever, but it's still an objective risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most of the risks that we look at, even relationships, having a relationship has objective risks to it, right? Yes, they do. The, you might get your heart broken. Broken. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't you can't live without risks. That's people, what life is, right? That's right. Every decision you make has risk attached. Yep. Now, people with um, really bad anxiety disorders, um, like agoraphobia, try and live without risk because their fears are so high they limit themselves to a very small space, right. literally. Um, and very small number of activities because they they that's the way that they're trying to control the anxiety that having a risk provokes. Right. Correct. So we spend the first part discussing different kinds of risks. And then we go into, well, okay, so how do you want to assess this? So in a relationship, which is what most people are looking at, there are all sorts of risks. Absolutely. And it might, you might get your heart broken. Um, you could become, you could be physically injured. You could get killed. You could. Um, and you, I mean, and people who are going, yeah, but that's not, let me tell you, um, the largest number of murders in the United States are murders that are intimate partner. Yep. Indeed. It is. Uh, intimate partner violence accounts for, I'm, I'm going to ma- mangle the statistic, but it's in my book. I think it was something like two thirds. Wow, that's a big number. Of certain types of certain types of crime, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So intimate partner violence is a big thing. So, okay, that's a possibility. Um, You could just become unhappy. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You could, as folks say, lose themselves. Yeah. You know, lose your identity. Yep. So these are all the risks, of course, the negative side of risk, there's always positive side of risks. What could you gain? Right. Right. I'm, I'm risking the possibility of having my heart broken. What can I gain? Well, oh. I could gain amazing love affair. Right. Deep, intimate connection. Deep, intimate connection. Phenomenal sex. Right. I hope you get that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, right. right? Fun. And, and, and in best case scenario, friend. Right. Yep. Somebody who is a lifelong Supporter, encourager. Support, carer, person who has my back. So all of these, right? Things, those are the gains. So when you look at any given situation, you have to be assessing risk-benefit, risk-benefit, risk-benefit. Right. 
you cannot assess risk to you unless you know what, unless you do two things. One is you understand the actual risk. So you're willing to pay attention to the signs. You're willing to listen to your gut. And you're willing to listen to when people bring negative things up as well as your positive Disney World view of how everything is wonderful and lovely. Correct. The other is you've got to know yourself. That's right. That's key. Because if I get into a relationship, it's a power exchange because that's what I do. I don't do other relationships. Fair enough. You know, I mean, I do with friends, with even leather family. There's a the power exchange happens within within physical play. The rest of the time, it's egalitarian, but there's still a hierarchy and there's still a level of respect that I give, and there's still because that's how I am in these in these relationships. But so if I'm looking at a new relationship, one of the risks I assess is the risk that this person is going to try and change who I am fundamentally. Right. And that's a big one. And if I want that type of influence. That's right. I might not. I might not. Right. So that's one that you have to consider. So if you're entering, because people were talking about it in the context of BDSM, if you're entering a BDSM or kink relationship, and I'm going to, we're going to talk from the S side of the slash for the first part, we will talk about risks for the D side of the slash, but oh, yes. we talk about the S side of the slash first part. There is the risk. There are the, the main risks that go with any relationship, which include the physical risks. Correct. Um, financial ruin is another one. Oh, yes. Right? You could get yeah. defrauded. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it happens. If more, than enter- think, more than yeah. people think. That's right. If you enter into marriage, there's the risk of divorce yep. and the upheaval divorce comes with. So, you know, there are a lot of potential losses. It's and going, getting into relationships and especially getting into relationships where there is an authority transfer carries oh, yes. a huge amount, huge of, risk. amount of risk, which is why it is so, so important for you to assess yourself if you're going to go into a power um, exchange or a power um, imbalance dynamic of what it is that you actually want. Because otherwise you can, you can find yourself in a world of trouble because the relationship already has its level of risk because it's of imbalance. Right. Right. So you need to be really clear where you are before you do it. And then for fuck's sake, I don't care how attracted you are to somebody. Right. And don't don't look at me like I'm not. Right. Because I can hear people. Well, you don't look. I've done it. Right. I've walked in and 10 minutes later, you know, I'm like, yeah, this one. Right. Um, I've also done it and had one of the worst experiences of my life in doing it. So I can speak from experience. Before you hand over the keys to your most prized possession, and for those of you who are not aware of what that is, that's you. That's yourself. Right? Find something out about the individual you are handing the keys to. Mm -hmm. I would do this in vanilla relationships as well. You know, before before you let somebody know where you live, you meet people online, which is what people do these days. I get it. I get it. Right. Absolutely. And I have to tell you that meeting in p- people in person doesn't necessarily take away risk. 
It, it you doesn't know, I mean, take my, away risk at all. Actually. At all. My, actually. Yep. My worst experience was with somebody I was introduced to by a friend in person. Right. Right. So that's, that's what people tell you if you want to lower your risk, you know, meet people from people you know. Except that then you miss the nuance. Just because she introduced me to him didn't, didn't mean that she knew safe. all that much about him. Correct. He wasn't safe. Right. She right. didn't know he wasn't safe. Right. She wasn't aware of that. She had these big rose-colored glasses she wore everywhere. Um, so she never would have seen, you know, it the is. signs that he was unsafe. Right. Right. And I was young. There was a 10-year age gap between us. I was 19. He was 29. Ah. I was young. I had no experience. Um, and I was, I mean, I had experience doing a lot of things before 19, but not with this, that sort of situation. And to be fair, I was raised in quite a shelter, relatively, not completely sheltered, but a relatively sheltered environment. And he was from a world that I knew no, fuck all about. Oh, yes. I mean, His difference was attractive. But we call that a mark, right? That's a mark. When those folks are looking for certain individuals and it's not that you've done anything wrong. It's just that you, you got picked. I always say, you know, I did, I had, I had, you know, prey on my forehead, oh, and, yes. and, you know, flashing lights, flashing lights, neon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because, because I, because my, my understanding was book understanding film understanding and experimentation with people my own age and from my own background. Ah, you know, and so it was like, you could infer certain things. And this is part of the assessment of risk based on what you understand about your background. Now you can infer certain things about your own culture Mm-hmm. But you have to remember that everybody's family dynamics are different and everybody's upbringing is different. And so just because somebody comes from a similar background to you does not mean that they're going to be safe or that you're going to be any better at risk assessing them. Yeah. And actually, that's the time where I tell people you need to risk assess harder because more. you you're you know, more because you're looking at this person. Sometimes it doesn't bear out. Sometimes it doesn't bear out. Sometimes like you would see the signs on a certain person a mile away and somebody else who wasn't part of your cultural background would miss them. Of course, they'll target those people because they know they won't see them. Right. Right. But, but you can be blinded to that because you think certain things mean certain things. Agreed. Right. We think, we think, you know, like, for example, someone goes to church, you think that means something. Something. You interpret that as them being... Uh, moral, uh, or moral and spiritual or, and, mm-hmm. and spiritual and, you know, um, if you're Christian and you're a serious Christian, you might say equally yoked and all this stuff. wonderful stuff. Right. And they could be going to church because there's good pickings in church. That is most a lot of times why that's why they go. But uh, I'm going to bring that up. But that but I mean, but that's the point that I'm making is that 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 your interpretation not you personally, but nobody's interpreted. Yeah, can be biased by the fact that we have our own understanding of why we do something and of what it's supposed to mean, and and we make assumptions without asking questions, and that is really dangerous. So we are again about two minutes from break. Believe it or not, see talking about nuances. Um, and when we come back, we're going to continue this. Yes. Yeah. Because we want to break down exactly what it is you where how much nuance do I really think you need to check out 
here's a clue. Tons. Go as far but, down the rabbit hole as you can go. Absolutely. And so we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey everyone, welcome back to the A to C of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. This is part three of N is for Nuance, and I'm with my amazing leather sister, Mrs. Blue Frost. So you were going to tell this story about... Um, Just it. simply about nuance and how what we do, how we can miss uh, a big portion of uh, a person's life when you're in the same culture and, and you kind of think that you are the same. So this is the that that is the beginning of my life. That is what happened with me. Uh, how I married my first husband was very much like that. He came from a family that my family knew well. We attended the same religious services. They knew, you know, uh, it was as far as we knew. We had pretty much the same household, growing up the same way. You know, decided to get married and with. With, with spirituality and religion, there's no living together before marriage. So there was no way for me to have seen what he was like 
outside of all of those environments. In those controlled environments around family and also when we were, you know, at church or all religious services, all of those things, he was the perfect person until the door closed behind me in a marriage. The marriage was verbally abusive. The marriage was financially abusive. And we're moving into physical abuse before I finally said, uh-uh, this isn't right. I, 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 I can't live like this. This is not right. And I have to go. And so, but that was 10 years. Yeah. 10 years spent that way with everyone else thinking that I was the crazy person because they'd never seen him at all like that. Yeah, he was a lovely guy. I was the only one who saw that, but it was my existence. And so once I realized that the risk was to me and not to them, so they didn't have to risk assess him on a level of for a relationship. I did. And I did not do that work for myself. I allowed the community, the family, the church to all risk assess for me. And that would have been fine for them under those circumstances, but not for a relationship. So we have to personally take responsibility, know who we are, know what we want to go down that rabbit hole of, okay, this is what these folks think about them, but you want to be in a different relationship with that person. So you need to do a different assessment. Absolutely. And it's so important that, um, you know, oftentimes we get information from people who have never been in a relationship with this person. Correct. And I know that um, some of the people that um, uh, I've known in the leather community would have the policy of, um, yes, go ahead and speak to my previous partners. Yes. And sometimes previous partners are willing to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but not always. And that doesn't necessarily, that isn't necessarily a red flag. No. You know, people split up for all sorts of reasons. And Some all of them are bad. That's right. And so they may not want to speak to you. And you're not, even if they do, because somebody does something with one person, and people say a leper doesn't change their spots. That's bullshit. Again, there's no nuance there. No nuance there. People change, period. Nobody remains the same. Correct. People will change in a positive way when they act and take actions in order to create positive change. Correct. So you can have somebody who was a cheater in a previous relationship who takes some action to understand why they were stepping out and then becomes consensually non-monogamous in the next relationship. Correct. Completely different situation. So the only time you don't see change of negative patterns is when people don't work on them. And that's true. That's true. But it's not enough to speak to somebody who says, yeah, you know, they, they were uncaring. They were this, they were that. And, and to accept that as read. Although there are certain things that should give you significant pause. pause. If there's allegations of physical abuse, yeah. You really should take five steps back. I totally agree with you there. I totally agree with you there. And even anything, though, if it's giving you a moment of, hmm, why can't it take the time to investigate? That, that's the moment with that risk assessment where you go further. What yeah. were the details surrounding that? How did this come about? What happened? You know, just if, if, if some person is willing to share that information or at that point, it's the time to say, is there any type of 
criminal activity out there involving this person that may have a domestic violence past. All of these things are things you may want to start looking into when you get that first inkling. My favorite example was uh, in my life was my first husband as well. Um, so um, his the partner before me actually stabbed him in the back and almost killed him, like physically stabbed him. Yikes. And um, the story that went with that was that she was really jealous and this, that, and the other, and they were both drinking a lot. Now, he had a drinking problem, but I didn't know that didn't prior know that to until after, until after, you know, a wedding was canceled. But, right, I didn't know that at first. Um, but so I heard the story and I heard the, the drinking problem, this, the, that, the other, and accepted the explanations as to why she stabbed him in the back. She stabbed him in the back because she caught him having an affair. Not that that's okay to stab somebody in the back because you catch them having an affair. But um, he had affairs continuously throughout our, our marriage. I was unaware of that until the end of the marriage. Ah. I was absolutely, that was not, had nothing to do with my leaving him because I had, was totally unaware. Totally unaware. Um, but I found out, I found out after I'd left him that he'd been having affairs throughout. Um, and um that, I mean, if I'd heard her story in full and I'd listened to it, I would have, I could have predicted that behavior. Yeah. But I didn't listen to the story, which brings me to that. The other thing is I was listening to um, Sonny Megatron talk about um, the missing stair, which is like you're in a house, there's a staircase that's a missing stair. Everybody who is living there knows that the third stair is missing. So they step over. Oh, right. uh, they don't necessarily think to remind, to tell somebody new, oh, hey, the third stair is missing. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you don't know, you'll step in it. And that that's often what it's like in the kink and BDSM and leather communities um, about people who are um, abusive and bad partners is that it's not necessarily called out in public. It's done by the whisper campaign. And so if you don't know, you don't know. You don't know. And you can find yourself in a position um, if you're not already in community and a lot of these folks look for people who are new or, and have not necessarily established themselves in a community. Yes, so there's nobody where you would hear the information from therefore. And so I would say is you can find this information out, even if you're not in community, if you're willing to go slow. Yes. And if somebody's pushing you to not go slow, that should be the biggest risk of all. That's the big sign right there. Like they have to own you immediately. Why? Why? What is it? Why? What is it? And they will convince you that you're special. They will convince you that they'd want to be, you know, you, I need to own you now. And I don't want anybody else to, you will have to regulate that. That's and it may be that you're special. Oh, and it's it, definitely that you're special. Right? And it was every other unique human on the face of the well, planet. Yes, but I mean, it may be that you're special, but you might be special in the wrong way. You, you may be special in the way that they need you to be. That's right. Because that specialness is naivete and yeah. all the other things that go with that. Trusting, open, uh, new, you know, wide-eyed, romantic. Those are, my t I tell you, so many romantics get caught up Time after time. Absolutely. Because it's just the way they look at the world. And that's nothing wrong with that. But there needs to be a level or there. And that's the risk assessment. Yes. And I've had people and that's that's the thing. You know, when we talk nuance and people are like, but whenever you talk about nuance and, you know, it always brings out the negatives. Let me enjoy the positives. Let me, in, you know, why are you like, I'm not negative. I'm, 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 you know, I'm a 
I see loads of positive and I have lots of positive in my life, but it's not the world is rosy. It's, it comes from actually doing the work for it. It comes from looking and making sure and being careful and doing the work again when you need to and doing the work again. And relationships aren't static. You know, they change, they move. So you have got to keep, yes, living creatures. You've got to keep working on them. Every day, every day. Uh, I think that there's a thing too about uh, uh, nuance. Nuance is not negative, I don't think, in that sense. I, I think nuance is actually so positive because it gives everyone grace and a footprint and a path to being their best selves. Yep. And the risk assessment does nothing but make sure that they are their best self. Right. That's not taking away the grand newness, the NRE, oh, no, the energy. All that fun. And still have all that fun. And actually, all that fun lasts so much longer when you take your time. Yes, it does. Yeah. If you're rushing it, you're getting past the fun bits. Yeah. And, and people forget that there are bits that aren't fun. Don't rush to them either. Yeah, no, seriously. But yeah, I mean, there are bits that's just not going to be fun, and that's okay, too. That's part of relationship. That's part of human. You know, every everything that's bright and shiny has a shadow at some part of the day. Absolutely, and I, I, and I, but I, and I think that's an important point to make, which is that you're not risk assessing for there to be never any negativity and never any strife and never any difficulties and even deep difficulties because you can't. That's part of life. Yeah. What you're looking for is to make sure that you're choosing somebody who overall is going to be good for you and you are going to be good for them. Yes. That's what you're looking for. So we're not, you know, we're not looking for good people, bad people. We're looking for good for me. It might only be good for me at this point in my life right now. Yes. Two years from yes. now, I might be in a different place. They're not good for me anymore. Correct. Correct. You know, and then, then you have some agency around how you handle that. How you handle that. Um, right. I think people, people forget and they think in this really static form, you know, um, even and, and that's, that goes even with, um, you know, power exchanges, even with collars. No, oh, yeah. co not every collar is forever. It's not, not designed to be. They're mm -hmm. not designed to be. Every, every, some things that's the saying, reason, season, lifetime. Everything is not going to be for a lifetime. And it's there's value, and, and there's value in things that aren't too. Big value. You know, people miss that. Yes. So we will be back after um, some more words for the last part. Um, got some stuff to tell you about at the end. And um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. 
Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. This week, it's N is for nuance. And this is the last segment of the show. And I am with the incredible Mrs. Blue Frost, my leather sister. And um, yeah, we were talking about how not all relationships are meant to last forever. Yeah. And the value in those that aren't, that there are some that are meant to teach us something or somebody's meant to be around through a certain transition and that that's yeah. all okay. Oh, yes. And I, I have to say some of some of my great loves were, were short affairs, were actually there to help me transition from one thing to the next thing and give me strength, you know, give me the things that I, the tools I did not have in my previous mm-hmm. relationships. So those things, those, th- there's incredible value in that. I have, I have many loves that I can think that I love them more now than I did then because of what it taught me. Yep, absolutely. And, and it's just important to remember that, that these are, um, again, these are nuanced relationships and it's not, it's neither good nor bad. And I think we, we forget that. We, yeah. we really forget yeah. that. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. And it goes for all areas of your life. So we're talking about it in terms of relationship because that's what people are interested in, in terms of sex as well. Sure. You know, there is there are many, many, many different nuances to how um, something impacts you. you. Don't forget that we bring not only our own stuff, but we bring our own physical makeup. We bring our own psychological makeup. We bring... Um, context, daily context to things. Some days 
I am not fit to be around. You know? I, I was going to say that. I'm like, sometimes that you're, you and the interaction you have with certain people is really based off you. Yeah. It, I mean, yes. that's just how it is. People are interacting with you as a human, which means that that interaction may not ever exist with another human. They may not that's act right. that way with anybody else, but you. That's right. And so we, you need to be aware of that. Sometimes if you, and, and that's an area where we talk about growth as well. If you mm-hmm. change your uh, behavior, if you grow, one of the things that happens when you grow is that sometimes things that fit you really well don't fit you anymore. anymore. Yeah. And that's okay. That's something that, that we need to be ready for. And sometimes yes. we can adapt and we can morph. I mean, it's one of the wonders of polyamory that sometimes people, you know, who are in romantic and sexual relationships with um, a partners and they grow and they change, they still manage to keep those relationships solid um, because they just move to a new form. A new form. Yeah. So those are options, but it's recognizing that and being willing to be flexible. One of the things about nuances is that you're being flexible. Yes. And so you can practice flexible thinking. That is, that is all. And when you do that, that you're, it helps you able to see nuance so much better because everything isn't rigid. So there's that, you know, black and white, if we can come away from that thinking um, you know, that right, wrong, or if this, then that, uh, we would be, you know, living in a world of nuance, which I think that is what we're actually, you know, how we actually live day to day. And yes, and I will also say that for many people, that's quite frightening. Um, and nuance is very frightening when people are anxious. Nuance creates anxiety because there's no right or wrong answer. And so it's actually, I mean, it is actually part, I mean, not for everybody, but for a lot of people. Yeah. It's actually part of your task in terms of growing up to be able to deal with that. You know, black and white thinking is where we start. Sure. Sure. Right. That's what, that's what schooling creates for you. Well, when you're six, you know, when you're six years old is when you start to to really get a conscience and, and the black and white thinking really beds in. Right. Before that, there's black and white thinking, but with no conscience, it doesn't fit in so much. So, um, but the yeah. idea is that when you're 26, you should be able to sit with ambivalence and sit with, yeah. new, excuse me, with nuance, which means that I can understand that somebody that I love has characteristics that I can't stand. Certainly. Certainly. And, and, and should have enough context at that point to, to be able to understand that in a family setting. Mm. You, you're, you're bonded to your family, your blood family, your nucleus family, whatever you want to call it. But you don't know all, they don't all have characteristics that you're happy about. Truth. That you hang in there. You know, you can accept them as they are because they accept you as you are. So that is another, another thing to, to also consider, that just because you don't align everywhere doesn't mean there's a misalignment. Absolutely. That's brilliant. So um, we will continue this conversation because this is a long conversation. For now, we really just want you to get the idea that nuance is really important um, in the way we conduct ourselves in relationships and in how we decide what's right for us and not. And that you need to learn to risk assess for relationships. 
my um, next risk assessment class is the 5th of June. Wonderful. The 5th of June. If you are interested in this class, please do let me know. It should be up on the event um, planner within the next couple of days. Um, you can DM me. You can just let me know that you're interested and we'll make sure that you have access to a link for it. Also, we have our next Play Party fundraiser happening on the 30th of May, which is being co-sponsored by Leather House is a Color Coalition. And also, we're going to celebrate someone's birthday, aren't we? Uh, Yes, we're going to be celebrating my master's birthday. So we're going to have a wonderful time. You can catch that and tickets for that also on Dr. Lori Beth Bigsby's page, event page, May 30th. It is a virtual play party fundraiser birthday party is going to be a blast we, I, we can't wait and tickets are up right now and we are in pre-sale and we're not going to be in pre-sale for that much longer so when those tickets are gone they're gone so at the moment you can save um it's about seven eight eight bucks on a general entry and um close to 20 on a vip ticket um and the money that we are raising is going towards this new platform that we've been building, um, which will include forum space, support space, social space, self-guided education, live events, and a live event platform. We are building in a live event platform similar to the ones that we are using to have play parties. So um, if you want to have a space that is sex positive, where you can go and be yourself and not worry about getting kicked off because of terms of service or not worried about having your post removed because of terms of service. You can talk about all forms of sex and relationships. Do make it a point to give to us. Next week, it is O. And O is the one-year anniversary of the release of my memoir. So next week, we're reading erotica on the podcast. That's what we're doing next week. So have a fantastic week. Be safe, sign up for the party so I can see you all there. We hope you learned something today, but if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.